Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast. Mini. Episode 15. I like that interjection. Well, you might extra like it because it was covering up a burp you were about to do. (laughs) You could tell. Come on. (laughs) Like. (laughs) How did you know? Well, do you know what it looks like when someone's <laughs> farting or taking a dump? It's like you can tell by the look on their face, right? <laughs> I appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate that you know my burp face so well. Well, you do them quite often. It's very easy to get used to. All you, right. You've been a burping machine. Let's face it. Well, let's face the fact that the fizzy drinks don't help. Oh, I want a Coors Edge right now. Go get one. Okay. It's not happy hour without a Coors Edge. Not an alcoholic. It's true. Are any in the fridge? I'm not certain. They've been up there for three days, right? Yep. <clears throat> Anyhow, they're not in a cardboard container, and the virus only lives on metals for. Metals is long. No, it's not. Cardboard is. So boxes are really bad metals is shorter you sure about that yeah and you know what else i'm sure about i just saw a an article about how uh the virus actually spreads up to 13 feet which is a little bit more than the social distancing guidelines and it's also being transmitted by people carrying it on the bottoms of their shoes which we heard about early on and then we thought it was debunked, but now it has been rebunked. You're fact-checking me. Okay, so Corona can live on paper and tissue for three hours, copper for four hours, cardboard, 24 hours, wood, two days, cloth, two days, stainless steel, two to three days, polypropylene plastic, three days. Glass, four days. Paper money, four days. Outside of a surgical mask, seven days. Whoa. So a lot of people think that a surgical mask is safer. It's actually more dangerous. It's just to protect the public and not you. Seven days is insane. You'd think a a lot of people would know by now that the mask doesn't actually protect you. But my mom was like, don't worry, I'm wearing my mask. It's like... Good, Mom. Everyone should be wearing a mask, I guess, but it's not protecting you. It's so you don't unwittingly, unwittingly, whoa. Yeah, add the extra ing there. <laughs> uh, do you have the charger? Yeah, it's right beside you. Oh. Well, I'm nervous. You, right before, like, right before I was about to take a sip of a delicious Coors Edge, you gave me misinformation about how long it can hang on a can. And the only reason I checked is because I heard it can last on a can for three days. Right. I was just about to take a sip, Al. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you went through it. We do have Lysol wipes over in the kitchen. Well, I'm going to pour it in a glass and... Wash up. Yeah. Can you help me? Wash my hands? Of course. Okay. <laughs> ah, delicious Coors Edge. 45 calories and worth 20 minutes of prep. <laughs> so to bring us back where we were, uh, you interjecting to save me from the possible burp. I did just want to say, it's not just that I'm like burpy. 
it's that we're drinking carbonated beverages and also that I'm pregnant and when you're pregnant you get extremely gassy and for me it comes out in the burps sorry to have offended you by that I did just survive a potential corona outbreak so I think that maybe is a more important to be upset about if we're upset about anything all right so I forgive you, not that there was an apology, not that one is necessary, I guess, because you are the immunocompromised person. So maybe just say thank you for looking out for me, Shane. Thank you for looking out for me, Shane. And honestly, uh, good to know and good to fact check those things. And where are you getting the misinformation that it's on cardboard the longest? Because cardboard wasn't I even was top reading, three. I know. I was, I'm shocked. Well, I knew cardboard was 24 hours, which is what it said there. It was a video maybe the who put out somebody put it out and it was about groceries or is on cnn or something and how to properly dispose of things that your groceries come in and bring groceries in your house and whatnot but it was it was something like that okay well we can't get lax on our procedures well, no, here's know? the thing we've we've avoided contact with anything so i think if we just keep doing that we're gonna be fine i know but i almost took a sip from a can Shane, how are you doing today? Good now that I'm <laughs> safe. Uh, but actually, I wanted to talk about taxes or whatever. What did we get screwed on? Oh my gosh. Okay. So we just got a property tax reminder notice saying that we are $1,600 behind on our property taxes, which is impossible because we paid a great deal in arrears when we first took over the property. Took it up the rear for that. (laughs) Well, we paid a huge amount right off the hop because we just didn't want any. (laughs) (laughs) There's the expression. You do use it. No, that proves it. (laughs) But we just didn't want anything to come back and bite us in the ass. Like we're currently getting bitten right now. So we tried to take steps to avoid it. So we paid the two thousand dollars in arrears when we first took over the property and then since then our mortgage company pays on our behalf so there was no way that we were behind on property tax bills and it is a house that we have tenants living in so the tenants get the bills for the water and then they send them to us because the account has to be in our name and then we pay it and then the tenants give us money it's a confusing process but in Hamilton, where we live, it's not that confusing. We pay. Well, if, it. I'm just saying, if they don't, if the listeners don't live here, because I'm sure that this system isn't everywhere, because it was only newly implemented in Hamilton. Okay, it's an annoying process. It's not confusing yeah. though. But they don't allow the bills to be put in the tenants' names for water anymore. So, so we got interest. Uh, we got penalized, a seemingly impossible like amount. Two hundred percent. Just because we, we somehow missed payments on a water bill. It doesn't seem possible, but that's kind of got me bummed out. Definitely bummed out. But here's the thing. The thing that's even more bummy is that it wasn't even a water bill that we incurred. It was a water bill that the previous homeowner incurred, I think. And I guess that's why they make the rule that the landlord has to take care of the water. So when situations like this happen, it's not put on the tenant who's renting who can just Mm -hmm. like wipe their hands with it maybe and not pay yeah like you're more trapped with it i think if you're the landlord right oh 100 look at us so it works and it's but it's a very sneaky move because after three months of you missing your payments they change the bill and they make it this tax 
They put it on your property taxes. Right. So it's a little confusing. So some sometimes you're not the best at picking up the bills. Maybe three to four months can go by. So after the fourth month, to you, it just looks like a property tax bill. Well, when I get the property tax bills, and I, I've been seeing an amount there for the last little while, and then I call up my mortgage company. I say, hey, you guys are still paying my tax bills, right? And they say, yeah, of course. And then I put that to bed just assuming that maybe the notice was sent out before the payment was put in or something. You know they just I mean? know we're dummies and they're taking advantage of us. Oh, hugely. Bigly. Bigly, yeah. Anyhow, I hate being dumb in this way. Well, we're learning. And I have to say, even my dad, who is really good with this kind of stuff, we asked his opinion on it and he was shocked. He said, like he told us, he's like, the mafia doesn't even charge that amount. So this it's a is... a good line. It is a good line, but it's true. So we have... I, I do think there's got to be some mismanagement or some bad math somewhere in here because it truly doesn't make sense. So we got your dad to call in on my behalf and kind of sick like a person who actually knows what's going on mm-hmm. on them. And I hope he used that mafia line because I do enjoy that one. Oh, me too. I wanted to ask you your opinion on whether you think little boys should play with dolls or if they wanted one as a parent, you would encourage that. I don't care. Like I, I, I don't care. So I don't. I'm not. I don't think they should, and I don't think they shouldn't. So like, if you had a little boy and he was like, "Can I have a doll?" I'm agnostic to it. Yeah, I, 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 I would say sure. Yeah, I'm. I am the type that I like people to just be enthusiastic about anything. Like I'm really hoping that Lou becomes a basketball player. But if she doesn't, and let's say she takes the gymnastics. I will be like, oh, this is so cool that she's into so into something. Yeah. No, absolutely. Whatever it is. Like, and, you know, it's, I'm just using Lou just because I have a daughter. But if I had a boy and he wanted to play with dolls, like, I would, I would actually be excited to have a gay son. Who's to say that he's even gay? No, I'm, I'm not saying that if you play with dolls, you're gay. I'm just taking it a step further. And if somebody's worry is that having a doll means you might be gay, I'm saying, I just want the kid to be gay. That's how bad I don't care about <laughs> how bad I don't care about dolls is. I'm actually rooting for the worst fear of people who are scared of their children playing with dolls because I I think it'd be really uh, interesting to have a, a gay son and that'd be something not a lot of people get to experience because apparently only one in ten people are gay. So it's kind of That's like still a high number. Yeah, it ten percent. Yeah, but you hit like a fun personality lottery or fun. I guess the personality you can't pigeonhole and just say they're all like that, right? Because some aren't. <laughs> of course not. I was going to let you figure that one out. Okay. Well, I'm trying to figure it out. And no, listen, and I, I only bring established that up. I'm not smart. I bring that up because I saw on a, a popular, it's like a motherhood or pregnancy Instagram account uh, that posts memes and whatever having to do with pregnancy and motherhood. They posted one with a woman and her son, and the son had a doll. And she said, why am I scared my son has a doll to play with? Like, am I scared of him growing up to be a good father? And I, th- I thought it was a great point. And the majority of comments were so positive about it or just not caring like mm-hmm. you, right? And then there was this one woman and she just said, what was it? She was like, a doll for a boy? No way you will ever catch me buying a doll for my son. I said what I said, and I don't care what you think about it. And I was like, hey, I'm just curious when people have such a staunch and unwavering opinion about anything, 
like dolls, politics, whatever. I'm curious what leads them to that opinion. So I asked her, I said, do you not think that it does have the ability to help young boys become more nurturing and more caring? And she said, more nurturing? You mean making them sissy ass men? And I was like, I don't think being nurturing and being a sissy are two of the same things. Like, would you ever categorize <laughs> the two? Well, I, two, I, I don't think you're like like really burning this woman because anyone would have I'm this I'm not opinion. trying to burn her. I'm trying to just understand. And I was like, well, don't you, like truly, don't you think that it would help their nurturing side? Mm-hmm. Because so many boys and so many of young course, boys have like of this toxic masculinity. But you are dealing with somebody who's been through some stuff. Like... I don't know their relationship with their dad, but they probably have a certain ideal that has been perpetuated into their adulthood that if they were raised a different way, they wouldn't feel that way. So people who feel that way, I almost pity them. And it's so easy to like come on here and be like, so here was my opinion. I said dolls are cool for everyone because that's the opinion everyone should have. And if you don't have that opinion, that's a little strange in 2020. Don't you think? Well, I just I just thought because she had young sons and she was oh, like, it's no good. You'll yeah. never catch me. Oh, she said if my sons saw your son playing with a doll, they'd call him a sissy, and I wouldn't let them play with him. So she wouldn't even let her kids play with my hypothetical son, right? If he had a doll. Okay, but you said anyone with staunch opinions or political or otherwise, mm-hmm. you dislike. What? No, no, no. I I don't dislike. I'm curious as to how they got that opinion. Oh, okay. I thought you said you didn't like no. people. But what if somebody demanded their boy played with dolls? That's weird too. You don't demand your kid do any of those things. Like we love basketball. We want Lucy to be a basketball player. But if we were to sit there and demand that she enjoy it or demand that she becomes a good basketball player, that Am would I be, allowed one demand? That would be awful on our part. What's but, your demand? Just like play it once. Play it once. But can I demand that? If she's like, I don't want to. I'm like, I demand you. I don't think you need to get to that point. And that's a whole other parent. What if topic. I do? Can I? Yeah, but I What if she's like, no, daddy, no, I, I hate basketball. And I'm like, give it a try. I demand you play it once. <laughs> I, I Will you support me? No, because if anything's being asked in that kind of tone and with the goal of, you know, just the parents' happiness, then I... I can't support that. But it's for her ultimate well-being because I know if she plays it once, she will like it. But maybe if she doesn't get on the court once, she'll forever ignore the sport. Well, then, sweetie, you're just going to have to find an interesting and engaging way to get her into it. Mm. Mm. That's sweetie word again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we have a call to make, don't we? We do. Right now, we're going to do a call to talk about something that anyone who has a kid probably over three has talked about with their child. How do you tell a kid what's going on right now in COVID times? It's definitely confusing. I can guarantee they want to see their family members, their friends, go to school. And yeah, it'd be really weird. So I don't know how I would approach it if Lucy was a little older. So we are going to call my cousin, Julie. She's got a six-year-old daughter named Elsie. And we're going to find out how they approached it. Julie. How's it going? Good. Thanks for uh, letting this Family Tree podcast run into your Tuesday night. I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) So 
She and I were just introducing the call to the listeners. Uh, we do not have a kid that can comprehend. But wait, we didn't. We didn't set it up. Who this is? We just said what the topic is going to be. First of all, how do you know each other? I said that. You Ju- did. Julie's my cousin. She has a daughter named Elsie. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Relatives are on the line. I just want to let people know. Uh, and Lucy doesn't comprehend much. Maybe she does, and we just don't give her credit for it. But your daughter is six. Six and a half, actually. Six and a half. Yeah. Woo. And the, the, half, the half's really important at her age. So, are you going to be celebrating a half birthday? No, no, no. We don't do that. You don't do that. But you do no. do some kind of explaining when it comes to what the hell's going on right now, correct? Uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to do a little bit. I don't think I did it well, but I had to do a little bit because um, at first, I don't know who taught Elsie how to use air quotations, but at first he kept saying uh, the coronavirus with air quotations around it. So we kind of had to have a chat about, no, this is like real. This is what real life is. Has she been watching uh, Fox News? I don't, maybe, <laughs> secretly, <laughs> on her iPad upstairs. I don't know. Uh, so we kind of had to have like a chat about, well, school's like not on right now and mommy's your teacher now and. Um, we kind of had that chat, uh, knowing you guys were going to call me later, right before bed, I asked her, well, else, what is the coronavirus? And, uh, she goes, she goes, it's a virus. I was like, okay. (laughs) She's right. (laughs) And yeah, you're right. You're right. Spot on. And, and uh, what about it? She goes, well, it makes people really, really sick. And so I was like, okay, so she does know what it is, but it was more just about having the talk. We can't see your friends. They can't. She's an only child, so I do feel bad for her um, socially. Like she's mm-hmm. hanging around adult me and other adults, not other adults. I guess my parents. Um, so yeah, I feel bad for that. So we kind of had that chat. You can't. We can't have play dates. Um, so she does get it a bit. Is she <laughs> having fun at all when when she found out she didn't have to go to school? Was that a moment where she kind of celebrated, or was she like? Oh, I like going to school and being around my friends. They at this age they love school. They love oh. seeing their friends. They love their teacher. In fact, like I'm a teacher myself and there's so many times I'm trying to get homeschool and help Elsie with her work and she keeps saying I'm not her as good as her teacher. Aww. So it's pre- it's pretty humbling to think, <laughs> okay, thanks, kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. So and you like you have students yourself. Are are you feeling the them missing school as well yeah I always talk about my own personal classes like a family like I'm Mm -hmm. with you so many hours a day we're in this together um so it is hard not to see like my class family uh and I I think about them a lot and um, now being able to communicate online it's a bit better because you can touch base and um I have just been calling I've just called all of them once just to check in and see how they're doing. So yeah, it's, it's a different world as a teacher. You are kind of like that parent and you, you're teaching things, not just curriculum, but like manners oh, exactly. and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it is, it is, it's pretty interesting time. And is Elsie scared at all now, or is she used to this? Has she just adapted to this new way of living or is it every day is kind of like a new challenge? Uh, Every day is a bit challenging. Like it's, it's, it is, I feel very lucky that I'm not working. I feel lucky I'm home with her. So that, that is nice to spend that time with her and like think of activities or she just Mm -hmm. learned how to ride like a two wheeler. Um, But I think she, there is some inner fear she hasn't talked about maybe her sleep has, she's a great sleeper. She always has been, but uh, recently she's been having like some 
nightmares mm-hmm. um, that she's never, never, we've never had this. So that's pretty interesting. And I, I don't know if it's related or not. It's just, it's happened in the last two weeks. So Right. Yeah. It's probably in her subconscious. I feel that way with almost myself. Like I'm pretty calm overtly, but sometimes I've been having nightmares that I don't typically have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't even realize it's yeah. on your mind. Well, uh, you guys rode your bikes past our house the other day, and then Lucy and I came out, and we were talking to Elsie from the sidewalk. And I could just see, and this is with Lucy, anytime a family member maybe goes to the sidewalk and we're saying hi from the porch, she's confused as to why she can't go up to them and play with them or hug them or whatever it is. And I feel so bad because, I mean, I could try explaining it to her, but she's never going to understand it. Uh, has Elsie been confused about that kind of thing? Has she asked about that? Yeah, she's definitely asked because we walk by, um, a couple of her friends live on our street or the street behind us. When we walk the dog, we walk by her friend's house and usually she'll run up and knock on the window if she sees them through the window or Mm -hmm. wave. Um, and she keeps asking, even though I tell her no, because we stay away from the virus, she is slowly getting it. But I think it's just that kid urge. You see your buddy, you want to go hug them. Yeah. Or like you want to go and wave and say, see them. Tonight they did something cool. It was her best friend's birthday. And um, her best friend dropped off a box at the house and it said, do not open until six o'clock on Zoom. Okay. And uh, they had a seven-year-old birthday party on Zoom. Oh, really? that's awesome. What was in the box? Uh, it was just like little, like it'd be like a goodie bag from the birthday for, like that you'd take home with you. That's adorable. And then they did, uh, they did fun things like uh, freeze dance, Simon Says, and like the birthday girl was calling like a scavenger hunt. She's like, first person to bring back a uh, stuffy and they have to <laughs> run through the house and find it. So there is ways of, like she's socially interacting with her friends. It's just That's not... a really good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, and a few times she's done, like, I don't know if you guys know what the three marker challenge is. I don't think Lucy's... Uh, <laughs> no, Julie, there. we're going to be the worst parents to a school-aged <laughs> kid because we know nothing. <laughs> oh, no, Lucy, I don't. I only, I learn from Elsie. So when Lucy comes home from school, she'll tell you what's up. But the three marker challenge is you close your eyes, you pick three markers, and then you have to use that to, like, draw a picture with. Uh, if you if you YouTube, it's a big thing on YouTube for kids to watch other kids doing That's the three marker challenge. But she's been doing that on FaceTime with her friends. So there are ways of interacting. It's just not, I think, the level she wants of or course. needs. Now, what do you do mm-hmm. when Elsie asks, when is this going to be over, Mom? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't honest, know. <laughs> it's going to be a long time. Because in, in her world, like a minute's a long. She thinks a minute's a really long yeah. time. So yeah. I just keep saying, I don't think you're I, I don't know, but I don't think you're going back to school this year. So you're going to go back in grade two and stuff like, like that. So she can set, cause she knows what the school year is. She knows what like the summertime. So I kind of say it in terms of that. Like we might not be able to go to the cottage this summer. I think she's just happy cause she's home with me. You know what I mean? There are upsides, but she definitely misses her, her friends. No, it's, it's really hard. Uh, but Julie, you told me on the phone when I did the pre-call that you didn't think you'd have much to say. You had a lot to say, and you definitely <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, you did, and you definitely enlightened us. Uh, so I do appreciate that. Thank you so much. No, pro- no problem, guys. Love you guys. Right. Love you yeah. too. You hang in there. You tell Elsie to hang in there. I can't wait to see you both in person. Yeah, I can't wait. Have yeah. a good night. All see you, right. Jules. Bye bye. All right, so 
weird episode. I won't say weird as yet because we've had some weird ones, but I will say thank you so much for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast, Podcast Mini, mini episode, episode 50. 50. Alex. 